Alright, so hello and welcome to the first episode of Art Sense where we will be discussing one work of art in either the performance capacity or the strictly visual capacity, kind of depending on what I decided to deep dive on uh, each day. Well, yeah, I mean, I like don't take myself super seriously, so maybe hopefully this 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 will cause some laughter too. Um, yeah, the, the main goal here is just to talk about art in an accessible way because it's often treated as this, art is treated like this thing that you're only allowed to have access to if you have the education for it, but I think that's horseshit. So um, yeah, no, I I don't have a degree in art history, but I, I love art and yeah, I would like to facilitate accessible discussions around different kinds of art, different mediums, different artists. And I think a quick way to do that and an easy way to communicate within that is bringing humor into the equation. Because that's the other thing, art takes itself like super, super seriously. Um, but it's like literally someone spends months and months of their life like throwing pigments on a piece of board. And then they're like, huzzah, this is what I created. Um so yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it doesn't need to be taken all of that seriously, um, nor do I want it to be. So, I'm just happy to get to talk about it. But yeah, so so first episode, we're going to be talking about Self Portrait 1887, and it's one of the last self portraits that Vincent Van Gogh actually painted in 1887. Um, and yeah, it's is. The, the painting is interesting for a handful of reasons, um, broadly because it's the first time you see him, like, painting himself in this, like, white hat that pops up later in his self-portraits, and I love the hats of Vincent Van Gogh, because then there's this, like, hard pivot into the straw hat of Vincent Van Gogh, and I don't know, like, the, the man in many hats, it, it appeals to me deeply, but, um, yeah, so Vincent Van Gogh, probably the most prolific narcissist of the 19th century. He loved painting his face and his emotions, um, which is, is oddly... It's interesting because I think there there's like a deep sense of self-loathing in a lot of his work. Um, like, you never see him smile. He always has, like, pursed lips. The colors he chooses in his backgrounds convey a lot of negative emotions or just a lot of heavy emotions. Using oil itself is very heavy-handed. Um, so it's a very emotional way of painting, and he does it well. Um, I also love this piece in particular because there's still, like, exposed canvas. Um, so it, in a lot of his works, that canvas just gets coated in oil paint. Um, but here, you can see these, like, splotches of exposed canvas. I just, I fucking love it. I love that it was done quickly. It was done, like, assertively, if you can understand that. Like, each stroke is just so, so, so intentional. Um, and that's what's particularly interesting about his his portrait work or his self-portrait work is they almost read like memoirs, right? Because you can see with each of those brush strokes, like a different thought pattern popping up or a different stream of thoughts going through within each 
segment of like within each color palette and within each segment of the painting you see different colors spring up and you're like oh like he sat directly in front of this and he did this he he went ahead and he moved that brush in this way and working with oil is particularly like exhilarating and fun at least to me just because you're so you're sculpting the paint on the canvas so so how you choose to paint how you choose to move the brush on canvas obviously like it's very impactful because oil is such a dimensional medium um and, it, and it's god it's just so much fun because there's this whole sense of like you can just cake paint onto something and like i love making nonsense with oil paints um like stuff that I usually throw out, which is a waste, and I, I recognize that, but it's still really, really fun. Like, art that is designed to not be seen by anyone is my favorite kind of art, because it's, it's, there's risk-free, right? Like, I don't care if anyone sees it, and that's how so much of his work actually feels, is, like, it's very risk-free. He didn't have this assigned, weird, like, the whole world will see my art one day sort of value to it. It was just sort of like a, it wasn't sort of, it was very much a fuck it, like, I'm going to use these colors, and I'm going to play with impressionism, and then I'm gonna play with, like, surrealism and some other shit while we're there, and you also notice with Vincent Van Gogh, like, he, because he conveys so much emotion in each of his, his portraits, um, grit, his own portraits, the, the portraits he's done of others, even in his landscapes, there's this heavy-handed, like, emotional backing to it, and so each one is really reading, like, a section of his memoir, um, and, and sort of retracing his his dissolution, like, mentally. Um, and, and you start to see in the very, very tail end of his work, oh, that's another thing. He was a prolific creator. Like, he painted, like, the, the bulk of his, his work was created between 1886 and 1890. And 1890 was when he ended his own life. Um, so within, effectively, four years, he created a huge and... and frankly, very renowned volume of work. Um, and so just to to have dug his heels in that capacity and to have really been capable of creating that much is crazy to me. Um, so it's like a very, it's like a quickly written memoir. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, it goes back into that sense of like you're reading basically the tail end of his life each time you look at these, these paintings. Um, and the other fascinating thing about this self-portrait 1887 is he still has both ears so he hasn't cut the other off yet um and so this is sort of like I almost think of it as this is when his 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 own depression frankly was getting really really bad um then there's obviously the ear that's like peak and then there's this final painting um and I forget the name but it's basically he did a portrait of a man weeping and like slouched over this chair. And that image has always been like a very heavy, obvious representation of his his sort of internal dialogue to me. It's it's his his last he's it's him giving up. It's his admittance to to his sadness and his reconciliation with it, but it's it's him giving up. Um and you don't have that, like, same sense of existential, like, dread um, in some of his earlier works, but you do see it. You see it in the color palette. You see it in the clothes he chooses to dress himself in and the way he chooses to paint them. 
Um, and then and I think the other thing to go back to that's super fascinating is he has these very quick, short brushstrokes. They're not long, dramatic, whatever, but they're very just quick, small, thin. And, and I find that so interesting because it's like a... This is a, such a dumb comment, but it's it's the comment that came to mind the first time I found and saw like one of his paintings in a museum. I was like, oh, like this is like linear pointillism, um, where it's just like these quick short lines over and over and over again, and you don't have that same sort of blended, uh, like uh, oh, what was the fucking movement called? Like Romanesque style oil paintings. You don't have that um in romanesque meaning like those very gaudy like catholic paintings that are almost tacky but people love them because they have these like religious backgrounds and they're beautiful and some of them are gorgeous like don't get me wrong but <clears throat> i think religious art on the whole um at least catholic art on the whole is like super overrated um Everyone just kind of looks like they're on drugs in it. Like, it's, everyone looks like a little cracked out, but... Irrelevant point. Um, but yeah, and so you see these, like, super... It, it, it's an interesting style, and it's an interesting take on Impressionism. And, and a lot of his work ends up bordering on being pretty surrealist. Um, I mean, think Starry Night. Think... Surrealist is actually, like, a really strong word. Um impressionist well it is is obviously his his broadly used label um that's like what he is he is an impressionist um but thinking I'm, I'm thinking like the bedroom and starry night and like some of the works he created while he was living in france with his his partner um those works have this almost like impressionist surrealist sort of like backing to them, um, it, at least in how frame is distorted and how image is distorted. And I, I like, I love that style. I love his style that he created within that. You don't see it super often. Like you see it after the fact where people are like, oh, like this is good. You see it a lot now. Like it's a very, like Tumblr hopped on that. They, they loved that. The, the artists of Pinterest have, have acquired that style, but that is all to say at the time it was, pretty revolutionary and pretty new um and he he mastered something that he created which is is super super fascinating to me but so the other thing I want to talk about within this painting specifically is the background and it, it looks like it was done in a matter of minutes like it, he just sort of like slapped some blue paint in on the back right there but that pigment in particular comes up in like every single painting he does. Like there is blue in so much of his work, like blue and yellow. I I am internally convinced were like his favorite colors because you see it everywhere. He is a prolific user of blue pigments and that's phenomenal. Um, but like this is one of those first pieces where he was really into it. And the background is such a contrast to his face that has so much light in it. Um, and so it's just like interesting because this is when you start to see, I mean, throughout this entire beginning period, you see a lot of his like light on the face, dark background, neutral color clothing, neutral clothing, color palettes type stuff. Uh, and then the fucking hats. 
got the hats. Um, but this, like, blue in particular is also in Starry Night, or at least a very similar blue is in Starry Night. It, it's just, like, it's interesting. Like, I, you could go through, and there are probably a hundred shades of blue in this painting. Um, and they're all so much fun, uh, and just, and super, super interesting. Like, that's one of my favorite things about oil painting, is that you can just go through the, an entire color spectrum, and you get these, these, like, really fascinating and fun works of art that are super dynamic in color, and, and just, and just cool and interesting. I don't know, that's, like, it's, like, a really muted opinion, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's just such a fascinating painting, and the use of that blue, it just, it makes me so unreasonably happy. Um, and you also see it in, like, a shirt color, and then sort of in this, like, little tuft of shirt in the center, um, or I guess it's, like, suit jacket color. But, um, oh, excuse me. This is, like, not supposed to be an appropriate 15 minutes. This is just supposed to be, like, me talking about art. <laughs> Um, and I, yeah, so I, I intend to be as, as myself as possible, um, uh, and I'm drinking coffee, so, yep, yep, in my little mug that says, I'll have a cafe mocha vodka valiant latte, please, courtesy of one of my best friend's mothers, <laughs> um, but yeah, so to go back to this painting, um, and in his self-portrait work at large, um, the contrast, he, he's, he's a contrast fanatic. He loves it, right? Like, that's a huge thing. But then you also see in some of the work he produced while he was living in France, like, more of a monochromatic color scheme. So he would, like, pick a yellow or pick a blue or pick a this and, like, sort of stick within that spectrum. But these are really portraits. They're all over the place. You have everything from these, like, pinkish skin tone, beige colors. There's a streak of red in the middle of it, like, this is peak exploratory work within color, in my opinion, um, at least for him, and at least for Impressionism. It's just, it's so, so fascinating to me that he was brave enough and willing to to really go in on that and to, to play with color. Color is like, God, color is the best. Um, and color is so fascinating, especially to see how he uses it. But yeah, and so... I, I mentioned uh, young young me thinking thoughts about this painting the first time I saw it, and like, if you need a little a little comedic relief or not comedic relief, this has been mildly humorous. <laughs> um, but I like ugly cried in the middle of a museum, and I saw because I was like, oh my god! Like, it was one of the first times, other than a painting I had seen at a museum back home, where I was like, okay, you can really. Like, just in reading between the ridges of this, like, dried oil paint, like, you can really see a thought process, and you can see movement. And that movement is something I, I like, ferociously cling to and love. Um, just, like, these really dynamic works of art um, that somehow still capture, like, a moment, right? Because that's the cool thing about these paintings or, or a picture or whatever. It's like you're freezing time. You're distilling time and just dry cakey paint and it's your interpretation of that moment of yourself or of your setting and that's it like it's just perfectly preciously there um granted that was a, a thought that evolved several years uh after seeing 
this painting for the first time and thinking like, damn, like, he really created something. He really and truly created a style for himself. And it's interesting to see him play and to have fun. Like, you can almost sense fun. Like, you sense curiosity, especially in how he uses color and then how he eventually shifts to less color and not less color, but just more honed in color palettes. Uh, and and just a few fun, funky facts about the, the painting. It's housed in the Rijks Museum in central Amsterdam. Obviously, Van Gogh was Dutch. Um, he spent the latter half of his life in France. Um, yeah, no, he's, he is, he is Dutch and a lot of <laughs> his work is, uh, is still in Amsterdam. There's the Van Gogh Museum, there's the Rijks Museum, um, and then obviously it's scattered around the world, but, uh, it's, so having been fortunate enough to spend some time in Amsterdam, I, I can definitely see what he was inspired by. Uh, it's a pretty unique culture. And I mean, though he wasn't specifically from Amsterdam, uh, obviously, even the less, the less, I guess, industrial, the more, like, not rural, because I've never really been in, like, a rural part of the Netherlands, but uh, the Netherlands at large, beautiful, particularly their landscapes. Like, I mean, fuck, if I were, like, plopped into France or, like, the Netherlands, or God knows where, somewhere in Europe, like, <laughs> during the, the late 19th century, I probably would have painted some beautiful fucking landscapes, too, because, like, you're looking around, and, and everything just seems worth distilling, like, worth capturing, uh, and I guess same in the U.S., uh, we've become more of a, a concrete jungle type of ordeal, but all of that is to say, like, there is so much profound beauty around us, so... And he just got particularly lucky to be in uh, Poppy Central. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it's super fun and fascinating just to see how heavily influenced his work is just by his surroundings and by the landscapes that he grew up around, right? And I think the final comment I'd like to make here, and it goes back to this, like, blue color, and I don't know if it's a, an internal bias or, like, an intentional thing, um, but it comes up a lot in, like... Dutch films or like films about Dutch people that I have seen. Um, like there's a blue chalky color palette. Um, it's like very prolific. And I think it's because people are like, oh, Vincent van Gogh, he's a Dutch. This film is about a Dutch dude. We're gonna use these like colors to, to set the setting or to do like stills and it's it's just fascinating to me how art is like this, or at least his art has become a blueprint for different things now. Like all of these artists, especially in the, the 18th, 19th, 20th century even, and I mean God before that too, like they created these beautiful aesthetic color palettes for people to pull from now. Um, and people are still doing that. So yeah, I, I mean, it, it's fun. It's fascinating. And if you get the chance should take a gander and tell me what you think of this this painting um sort of a, a wrap up it's the first time the white hat appears uh vincent van gogh loves to paint himself in hats he was a prolific self-portrait creator 
and a, just a prolific artist. And, uh, yeah, he did a lot of shit with Impressionism. <laughs> Not shit, it's all obviously beautiful, but, uh, yeah, so thank you for letting me ramble about Self-Portrait 1887 for, I think, 20 minutes. Yeah, uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Go drink coffee, maybe read a book, look at some art, and if you need a music suggestion, I highly recommend, ooh, who do I recommend? Who was I listening to last night? Uh, Surf Curse. Weird little indie band. They're good. All right. Peace out.